What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host. You can follow me on Instagram. That's Heroes for Sale. You can also follow me on TikTok. That's Heroes for Sale. So on today's episode, I want to talk about the first sale on eBay of a Panini blockchain card. So if some of you may have forgot uh, what the Panini blockchain is, so basically what the car the cards are being sold directly through Panini. They're doing a Dutch auction, so I think they started. Most of the cards at $100,000. I believe the Zion, they decided to start at two hundred and fifty, And then every, I think it's every 15 minutes, the price of the card would go down. Uh, similar to what they've been doing with the first off the line boxes this year. Instead of only making X amount available, um, they've just been, they've been starting the price high and then coming down every 15 minutes or so. So I think there was a little bit of confusion with this because there wasn't, much of an explanation from Panini, at least from what I saw. I, I didn't really understand, like, kind of the concept itself. And they use kind of a confusing name for the concept. And, like, using the term blockchain, it was just the name of the card. Like, yes, there is, like, a digital card and there's, like, a digital aspect to it. But I think using that name made it a little bit more confusing because for whatever reason, maybe people expected the blockchain to be more of a a, a a piece of the piece of the card I don't, I don't know I'm not 100% sure why they chose that name and but the confusion kind of was that there was a digital card and there was a physical card so at least from my understanding the, when you sell the physical card the digital card is supposed to come with it now I know I, I know one person on Instagram has one of the cards I think I may need to reach out to them and kind of ask how they're, what the process is, because that's the part to me that is a little bit confusing. Like, if they get the digital card, is it just like a PDF, or like how, like, or is it like a code that goes to the Panini website and they can look at it? Like, in theory, having the digital card with like a ledger of who owns the card, I think is a really great idea, because recently we've seen a lot of people who have been selling cards that have patches and they're swapping out the patches so like and on like high-end cards too so like that's kind of a that's obviously an issue and i mean that's your that's i feel like that should be a crime like you shouldn't just be like whoever they should be able to trace it back to an owner and figure out sales of stuff because that's a crime like you are defrauding a piece of like, well, it's a, I mean, it's a car, but you're defrauding something and making it more expensive, but you're, but you're not doing it for your own, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a confusing thing, and I don't know why. I wish there was a way to track it better. Like, I wish there was a database that Panini had with, like, patches, I guess. I mean, like, um, and I don't know how they could do that. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I wish there was a back-end database that they... Maybe they do have a back-end database, and they just have so much product that they don't they don't have the time to really go through and check check which ones. I mean, it, it seems like it should be something that if you have a question about it, you should be able to see online. And I guess in that sense, they don't really want to because then you're comparing, well, why is this card getting this patch and this card's getting this patch? And why is this card get? Why is the lower number getting a three color patch and this one's only getting a one color? And you know that those are all things that affect the price. And I don't know that much about the pricing for patches and autographs. And like I, I think I 
said this multiple times. I want to get into it. It's just there's so much base stuff that like it's almost like it, 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 I think it's almost like if I were to do some of that stuff, it would take the same. It would require the same amount of effort <laughs> to f figure out the pricing of this stuff uh, as it would for like just regular base cards. So, like I said, the first sorry, yeah. So the first card sold on eBay. So now I don't know where. Like, I don't know if this e person that bought the card on eBay, because this is the part that would confuse me, was like, what's to stop someone from selling the physical card and then not giving the person the digital asset of the card? Like, what's to stop someone from selling it in person and then not either exchanging info or, like, the one person might just be like, I don't care, I just want the physical card so you can keep the digital asset. But then does that mean the digital asset becomes worthless? Or does that mean the digital asset has you could sell it and say well i sold can you sell them separately like is that one thing or like in theory like so the the ruri hakamura card that's the card that sold so like that card sold through panini for 35 around 3500 dollars. so like is the card worth three thousand dollars and the digital asset is worth five hundred dollars like it just it opens the concept opens itself up for questions that i don't know if we'll realistically i don't know if we'll ever have the answer to like with that one like so basically this ruri hakamura card like or is the card itself worth the 3500 and the digital assets worth zero which that's obviously not why they, they did it so that wouldn't happen like they're not it i don't know it almost feels like a half-baked idea like where they the concept is a really good concept but they didn't like think through the whole process of how things were going to work after the card was sold from them. Like in, th like they said, in theory, all this stuff should happen, but it's not necessarily going to happen. Like the ledger of who owns the cards, I think is a really great idea. It's just once the card is sold, you never know. It, maybe it doesn't get sold on eBay. Maybe someone buys it in person or like, and so the digital ledger of the owner's, it's a cool idea, but it's just it in theory it doesn't work the best that it could because because it's like who why why would you want to do it like that's maybe the maybe the thing that I'm kind of looking at but the card sold so I mean it sold for I had to look it up through like Flipper Tools and I don't know if anybody else has any has anybody uh, any other tools that they use but FlipperTools.com is the one that I use to find the best offer for the price and it was up for 15k and the best offer that was accepted was uh 7500 so i mean that person like kind of made out a little bit like it, i i don't know i forget if the card sold when rory was hurt but i don't think him being hurt would have then caused the card to be double the price like when it's sold on ebay and i don't know if that's going to happen like is that going to happen with all of these blockchain cards? Like, are all the blockchain cards going to essentially double in value? It's the first one, so we don't know for sure. And it could just be, like, usually what we'll see when the first card of something sells on eBay or the first card of something sells on the secondary market somewhere, it's usually a little bit overpriced. So if I had to guess, I'd say that the not every card is going to double once it's sold on eBay. Uh, there's like a Diego Maradona card that's on eBay right now too for National Treasures. I don't know if it's the same person that bought both, but sorry, excuse me. The card 
the card is now sold for seventy seventy five hundred, which is, uh, I mean, that's kind of crazy if you ask me. Like, with national, with regular national treasures coming up. So, I mean, this is also something that I think I may have talked about on the first few episodes when I was talking about uh, the cards themselves. But like, national treasures comes out in April, and you gotta imagine that actual national treasures cards are going to be more valuable than these blockchain cards. So I would suspect that when more people start to get these cards, we'll see them on eBay because we're in week seven. So at this point, well, we know for a fact that this person had the Rory card. The I believe that someone on Instagram I saw had the Kobe card. So there's so the week one people for sure have them. I think Rory was in week two or week three. So now we're in week seven. So these cards are for sure going to start be popping up on eBay. So I'm wondering if people are going to be selling the cards and then buying either National Treasures or they're going to be buying National Treasures boxes. Because like with that 7,500, you could then buy, you could buy like two or three boxes of National Treasures depending on like where you're finding it. Like a couple cases, like four box cases, sold on eBay last week for around 10k. So like that's 2,500 a box. Now I don't know where. I don't know if you can find that cheaper anywhere else. Like, I mean, I would imagine probably, but like, if you're looking on, I don't know if they're doing pre-sales on like uh, DNA cards or like Blowout or Steel City. But if 2,500 is the price for these National Treasures boxes, like, I think people are going to be a little bit disappointed this year. Like, it's just it's it's a it's a good comparison with like how crazy basketball collecting has gotten. Like that, like Prism has doubled. Like you're just looking at it and you're seeing all these crazy prices for these boxes of cards that like you might not even get anything out of them. Like, I mean, I'll be interested to see. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these first off the line boxes sell out right away, to be honest. Like, like these, the national treasures are like the cream of the crop when it comes to like rookie patch autographs and. You know, I think it's something that if I were to start, like, so if I'm a base collector and I want to start getting into pricing and figuring out high-end cards like that, I'm going to National Treasures. Um, And that's where I'm going to be starting if I'm trying to learn the autograph and patch market because that's, it just feels like that's the gold standard. Like, we saw, we saw, like, the Luca 77 of 99 patch sell for, I think that was, like, I think it was $350 or no, $350,000. Sorry. Excuse me. Wow. Completely off $350,000. It was either 350 or it was 250. Cause there was another Luca that sold for in the same time frame That was 250. But like with that one, that was like the one of one because I don't, there were, aren't very many other cards that in national treasures. I don't think that go up to 77 as a card that you can even get. Um, and speaking of national treasures, uh, I made a TikTok about this the other day. There was a Patrick Mahomes PSA 10 National Treasures number to 99, 10 and a 10 auto. It sold for $85,000. Um, I'll be, if this, if Pat, so I mean, if, and it's crazy. You look at cards like that and you say, well, that's like a steal. Like that's actually a really good price. But if Patrick Mahomes goes on to be like, like a, Tom Brady or like an Aaron Rodgers or like a Drew Brees and he's like the top, two to three quarterback, which he already is, first of all. If his career can sustain and he can stay as one of those top quarterbacks, 
Like that 85K for that card, like that might be a $250,000 card down the road somewhere. Maybe even more. I understand it's numbered to 99, so there's 99 of them, but it's like, I don't, I feel like there can't be that many other PSA 10 with a 10 auto. Like, I guess maybe I should look that up probably because I can't, Im- I, I mean, I, like I said, I just can't imagine there's too many of those cards, especially because like Patrick Mahomes was not, when 2017 National Treasures came out, it's not like Patrick Mahomes was the Patrick Mahomes we know now, right? Maybe he was actually, 2017. Yeah, you know, he actually, he, so April of 2017. So did he win Rookie of the Year? Now that I'm in, I gotta look this up really quick. NFL. Uh, 2017 Rookie of the Year. Actually, I can just look up Patrick Mahomes' stats, too. That's what I'm going to look up. Patrick. Because, yes, Patrick Mahomes' cards did go pretty crazy last year. Um, Like, and he... I feel like there's certain players within the hobby every year that, like, bring a lot more people in. Like, with 2017, we saw, like... Aaron Judge, and we saw uh, Cody Bellinger, so 2017, 15 games. So, yeah, I mean, he didn't, yeah, so he wasn't even, in 2017, he didn't even play. So, like, his rookie year, like, sure, rookie year was 2017, but, like, his first year playing wasn't until 2018. So, like, when 20, right, so, yeah, when 2017 National Treasures came out, which I think it, if I'm not mistaken, it came out in April because that's when this year's coming out. He hadn't even been like you could have probably been, probably been buying those cards like a thousand bucks, maybe less than a thousand. Like he was just a backup quarterback. Like he wasn't who he he wasn't who he is now. Like 2018 when he kind of he went crazy. I don't think he did. He win the MVP or yeah last yeah 2018 in his first season as a full time quarterback he won the MVP and that's kind of where we saw similar with. Um, Lamar Jackson. So, like, both of those players, I would say, are pretty comparable when it comes to, like, their career trajectory where they didn't really play in their first season and then they kind of came in and then they won the MVP in their second season, first full season. So, like, I mean, off season is supposed to be where some of these cards... And so, like, also, I don't know if this card is previously sold, so I don't know. I couldn't find the card itself, so I don't know what it maybe was bought for, but, like, I mean, if Patrick Mahomes is an MVP candidate again this year. Like, just this year, I think that could easily be a $150,000 card. Down the road, that could be, I don't know. I mean, rookie, PSA 10, 10 auto, if there aren't that many of them. Actually, I guess I can, PSA pop report, I can pull it up. 2017 Patrick Mahomes, 2017 National Treasures. Come on, let's load here. Got the str- got the stream up. No. Okay, I mean, why isn't it? No, I don't need help. I don't know. It's not loading for me, so I'll have to look that up and maybe check it out later. But, like I said, I can't imagine there's too many. There's only 99 of the cards in general, so, like, I can't imagine all 99 are going to be PSA 10s. Now, it wasn't, like, jersey number or anything, so, like, that's not one reason why it would have gone, would have been the price that it was. <clears throat> but... I'm just going to pull it up, actually. I'm going to pull the listing up because I have, yeah, 85K. It's absolutely insane. Number 85 of 99. That's the card that sold for 85. It had bids, too. So people were bidding on this card. I don't know. Pretty crazy. So we've got National Treasures in April. we got 
Bowman Heritage coming up this week. That's exciting. Uh, but that's going to be it for the episode today, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. Um, follow me on Instagram if you want. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to share this with a friend, that'd be great. If you want to share it on your Instagram, that'd be even better. Uh, everybody, I'll see you in the next episode.